Girls from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who goes this town tonight Hey, welcome to the Anniversary Sports Talk Show 888-346-9144 is the name to call in Join us here on the show. Today is Tuesday, live show here on Tuesday. Demi Lachey is here in studio. Kwame and Kurt out on assignment. Shall be calling in pretty soon here. I believe Kwame calling all the way from uh other side of the country. I believe somewhere in the East Coast. So um, he shall be calling in. It, it is Tuesday. A lot of sports over the weekend. I know we missed out yesterday, but uh, a lot of sports uh, to pick up on yesterday as well. Um Coming up on Monday, excuse me, I'm in the middle of battling a little cold here. I don't know where this came upon. I think it was probably from spending some time in Tucson, maybe spending some time out in Scottsdale. I have no idea why I have a cold with 112 degrees outside out here in the valley, but uh, something I'm trying to get over for sure. And also another news, I don't know if anyone has pretty much picked up on this new Game, I guess it's the new phone game that everybody's trending to. I just started it yesterday, this little Pokemon Go. Um, it's To me, it's pretty dangerous. And I don't know if it, if this will be a successful game or not. I know it's been huge around the world, around the country right now. Everyone's playing it, so I got talked into it. So I just started up on mine. So if you got to do what you got to do, go catch them. I guess that's the, that's the, the niche. I haven't caught a Pokemon yet. Actually, I caught one from the get-go, but I haven't really gotten into it too much. But I, I guess it's the game to go with. I guess now you, the game is to go catch little animals and go try to fight them. I don't know. I'll, I'll get the gist of it here soon, though. Uh, other news yesterday. I know uh, we can start off in the NBA world. Uh, some good news, some some bad news. We can always start off with the good news first. Um that's regarding towards Tim Duncan, 19 years later, five NBA championships, 19 seasons, five NBA championships later. Tim Duncan is calling it a career, uh, just announced his, officially announced his retirement. I figured he was going to be done after not signing an extension throughout the season that he was offered numerous times. And... Then once the season ended, that whole little group pictures, spectacular thing that they did with the hero costume dress up, that, that's that's nothing uh, Popovich Spurs like. So I knew something was coming along the way. And then also, you know, Ginobili debating whether he was going to return or not. Obviously, you know, him and Ginobili are great friends and Duncan. And obviously... You know, the the big original three, I guess you could say, that was put together through draft picks and nothing that was bought with Duncan, Parker, and Ginobili. You could tell something was, you know, somebody was holding off, somebody was ready to make a decision in which the career was going to come short and somebody was going to jump off the big three bandwagon. And Duncan is the first one to go. And honestly, one of Paige pay huge homage towards Tim Duncan and his great career. Calling him, everyone calls him and regarding him as the best power forward of all time. I don't know. I, I, I want to discuss a little bit. I mean, obviously during my era from what which I've been watching uh, and knowing the game of basketball a little bit more on a professional level, um, I, 
I guess on, on my take in my era, yes, he is the best power forward. I think next is probably Kevin Garnett during this, if you look at that era. But um, all time, you know, all time greats. I'm thinking about obviously Carl Malone. I'm thinking some people say Hakeem, or some people may throw him as the center. Um, I'm, I'm thinking Charles Barkley. Uh, you know, the, these are some great, you know, power forwards. And also, you know, you got the Kevin McHale's of the world back in the 80s. Um, James Worthy, I don't know if you could put him as small or power forward. I mean, the guy pretty much played her across the whole court. But, I, I mean, his, his name's out there. And I'm just thinking about the greatest power forwards and me witnessing and being around and growing up with throughout Tim Duncan's whole career. And I remember when he started off coming into the league, coming straight into the championship and helping David Robinson and that Spurs team back win. And now to see where he's at now, I mean, it's you, you can't ask for a better professional, especially right now with the whole social media world and everything and everybody uh, going for these year-over-year contracts. Everybody's fighting over the next money, the highest-paid player. One guy's complaining, uh, maybe it's a shoe deal or something. Tim Duncan, you never heard a whisper out of that man. You never heard. All he wanted to do was win championships and to be great to his team and his teammates and to be a great leader, and that's all he's presented. And honestly, he did it each and every way. And I know, you know, like, to see his, his mannerisms, his character for 19 years, that's incredible. I mean, he he's had the he's had the photo shoots. He's got the rings. He's he's got the MVP finals. You know, he this guy. I mean, he's he's the he's the epitome of what you want to be. He's the straight picture of where you want to be as a professional, no matter what sport you play and no matter what field you're in. I mean, this guy. He still wear the baggy jeans, long t-shirts, still tucked in. Maybe you may catch him. Catch the shirt tucked in or not with the heavy boots, but he—that's that's Tim Duncan. You know the game is going to miss him. I, I'm going to miss watching Timmy D. I remember the first chance I got to watch the Spurs come out to Phoenix this year. Uh, he didn't play, and I was pretty disappointed because I'm like, man, what if this is the the last time, the last chance I ever get to see Tim Duncan and Ginobili and Parker? Well, thank God that Kawhi Leonard dressed up that night and played, and Lamarcus Aldridge. But other than that. The, the big three, that, that's who I wanted to see. That's who I've been watching since I've been growing up. And they didn't get a chance to play. They they didn't play in front of in front of the Phoenix crowd. And I was kind of disappointed. Like, man, I was I was wanting to see them, you know. that that These are great story, historical players, you know, especially Tim Duncan. To actually see him live, I finally got a chance to at the age of 25, but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Popovich didn't play him because of rest issues. But, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to see Tim Duncan, the greatest, I guess, arguably, or the greatest power forward of all time. And like I said, like going back to that list, I mean, I'm I'm not throwing no shade towards Duncan and everything that he's accomplished. I know everybody say, well, he got the rings. That's first and foremost. He's a winner. He's a champion. He played for one organization his whole career. And I know a lot of debating, and we'll get to it later, and talks about staying with one team and how much is that team really putting into you? Well, how much are you really putting into that team? And no matter if it's on the court, off the court issues, in the locker room, 
towards the media, you didn't hear any of that from Duncan. He's always put his teammates first. He's always put his coaches first, respected Coach Popovich from day one and every assistant that came along the way. I mean, he's he was just that perfect, perfect athlete, you know. He was just that perfect, characterized for many, many years. So uh, we do also have Kurt here on the line. Kurt just called in. I believe he's calling all the way from uh, – where are you, Kurt? Where, where are you calling in from? Kurt, you in? He is so low on here. I can barely hear him. I can barely hear him on our end, but uh, I think he's calling in from Sedona. So uh, going back, you know, with, with Tim Duncan, especially right now with, you know, all these players like the Dwayne Wade issue and, you know, playing for one team, one organization, even Kobe Bryant, he made some rumblings back when he was with the Lakers at one point where he almost went to the Clippers and, requesting a trade to get out of town to get out of that team that organization and that's one that's that's one deal you know that that I want to get into is how much character or how much do you have to put into an organization for them to really lock you up for for life or that you want to spend your rest of your career there you know how much sacrifice do you have to put on the table in order for an organization to basically, you know, just buy all in for you for your whole career, especially you're talking 10-plus years, 15-plus years. A guy like Tim Duncan, now you see Dirk finally signing that last contract. Kobe Bryant did it. Uh, Reggie did it. You know, how much do you have to put into that? You know, Tim Duncan, I think, is the ultimate picture of what you have to bring to an organization. It's championships and character. Kurt here, I know you I think we have Kurt here back on the line. I think he dropped off for a second. Kurt, you there? Man, he must have bad, terrible service up in Sedona. Kurt, you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? I can finally hear you at a high level, on a high level. Wow. It's Tuesday. Thank, thank goodness. <laughs> Sheesh. Welcome in on the show discussing Tim Duncan, his legacy that he's left over and his retirement coming so soon. But yet, I think it's at the right time. Uh, He didn't do a whole display of watch me do my last world tour. I know that for sure because I went to the Spurs and Suns game, um, one of the games that he played here in Phoenix, and he didn't play. So he didn't go on on a world tour or anything. So, Thank goodness. Calling it quits. Sick yeah. of those. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. But uh, one of the discussions that that bring that comes to mind, I know we got a couple minutes before break, is buying into that, that franchise player. You know, keeping that guy a, a, around for a long time, like a Tim Duncan. Dirk, obviously keeping him around. But then you got the Kevin Durant, the Dwayne Wade's now, the LeBron James, and where the league is now. You don't see that too often. You're not going to see that. You, how much effort does the organization? How much effort does a player has to put have to put in the organization, and vice versa? How much is the organization going to really put in towards that player for their career? Yeah, it. You know, the world has changed drastically in the last ten, fifteen years. In the world sports. Right. No longer does a player or individual make their money in their field of expertise. They make it off the field. 
That's yeah. where they're making all their money. More, most players are making more money in their shoe contracts, at least the elite players, than they are in their playing contracts. That has changed everything. There is no loyalty on either side. And when, when you look at players like Tim Duncan, and, and I'll, I'll throw Tom Brady into this mix as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Those guys have made sacrifices to stay with their organization to help their team stay relevant and they've made individual sacrifices. Um, Tim Duncan's probably even a little bit different because he doesn't even like doing commercials. Yeah, uh, he's done a few, but you know, Tim has made money from a shoe contract, but that's really it from an endorsement standpoint. Yeah, he he has not really made that happen. So when you look at a Durant, I as I told you and Kwame uh, last week, I am positive Nike talked to Durant about where he was going to go next. Mm-hmm. Nike is a tr- strategic partner in Kevin Durant's um, career. Yes. He's, that's it. it. It's no longer it. So he's looking for championships, and he's going to be taken care of financially, not from the teams anymore. Right. It's from everything else that he can get. And by getting out of OKC, I do believe that his marketability will be greater. Mm-hmm. And um, and again, getting away from uh, Westbrook, I think, is ultimately going to help him a lot. I, I, it's just a, an entirely different world today when you look at teams and longevity with teams and stuff. You know, there is no loyalty. You're not looking for that gold watch at the end of 50 years anymore. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Right. No, I, I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree. And even when I remember you made that comment about Nike last week in I really started to think about it, how that conversation probably went. Obviously, Nike want to produce nothing but champions, but somebody hasn't been a champion yet, and it's been 10 years, so they had to make a decision. So after the break here, we're going to discuss more about that, you know, the loyalty in the sports world and why stay where and what's the real concept of a free agent and what's not. So Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show here with Demi Lachey, Kurt Felkeller, and we'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Hi, I'm John Rainey, Chief Financial Officer of United Airlines, and I'm honored to be the National Chair for the 2015 March for Babies campaign for the March of Dimes. United is a proud supporter of the March of Dimes mission to improve the health of babies and fight premature birth. We're helping the March of Dimes fund breakthroughs in research and community programs that help more mothers have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Please join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit marchofdimes.org. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back in. Prime Lester Sports Talk Show. 
on this beautiful Tuesday. Demi Lache is here in studio. Kurt Felkeller here on the line. We were discussing first segment, the, the historic legendary season. Tim Duncan also got into the talks about how changed the game is now. No matter, I guess, what game. Yeah. <laughs> I can hardly hear you over getting physical. Are you getting physical in there? I'm not getting physical. But I'm physically battling this little cold I got. I don't know where this came from. I don't understand wow. how I get a cold in 112 degree weather. I just don't see it. Because you're walking out of the air conditioning all day, and then you walk into the heat, and that's it. It chills your body. Boom. There oh, it is. Man. There it is. Oh, you wow. hit it right on the head. All this eight, they need to turn all the air conditioning off then. Too cold and in I these places. I can't believe you're playing Olivia Newton-John music, for what goodness you, sakes. Where, why not? Why, why can't you believe you? it? What do you mean? What's happened to you? It's, I didn't it's even, Tuesday. I didn't even think you'd ever heard of her before. <laughs> it, it's Tuesday, Kurt. It's... <laughs> It's a good day to play that Drag kind of music. Tuesday with Olivia Newton-John. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to love it. Hey, you got to shout them out, man. You got to shout out everyone. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but you talk about, Kurt, you, you was talking in the last segment about how Kevin Durant situation, probably involving Nike. Maybe you could say the same thing towards LeBron James back when he made his this decision around year 10. Um, of his years in the NBA as well. And because with his chances going, obviously going back to Cleveland around that time, leaving Miami. So that is, that, that's a pretty interesting tale that you put on that. And what I'm thinking yeah, it, about, yeah, yeah, go ahead, but, speak on that. Well, no, I, I think it's, you know, LeBron's image wasn't one yet that um, allowed him um, to be a great marketing force. Once he left Cleveland, he became a marketing force because now he was branded as the bad guy. Right. And black hats sell a lot of stuff. Yes. And and clearly that's what they saw. And and so he built his his time in Miami was building his empire. It was expanding his footprint into the businesses that he's in. It's expanding his his awareness of who he is and and how he can market stuff. And that allowed him to go back to Cleveland and be mm-hmm. the quote-unquote savior because he built up his marketing brand. His first several years in Cleveland, you know, the obscurity of Cleveland and, and literally playing with nobody else. Right. I mean, Cleveland went from the best team in the East to the worst team in the East with the change of one player. And that kind of start, that helped set up the magnitude of LeBron. Plus, everybody, you know, hated the Miami Heat for attracting all this talent. Yeah. Which, again, I find just the hypocrisy in that of, of people getting upset because people want to play together. I just, it, it makes me laugh. The world has changed. Yeah. So, I mean, LeBron now, though, has the marketing power to do anything he wants, and that's important to the Nike and the other brands that he represents yeah. Gatorade, et cetera. I'm a huge fan of the free agents. If you're a free agent, you can pick anywhere you want. You can do whatever you want. You're free. You're a free agent. Yep. That means you don't have the ties to an organization where you played your early time with or whatever time you spent wherever. Once you become free, you're free. you can go anywhere you want. Nobody's making speculations about 
some of the second tier stars, Joe Johnsons of the NBA world, and where they go and where they end up. They they go somewhere else. It's like oh, they're chasing the ring. Who cares? No, they're free agents. They're irrelevant. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're yep. irrelevant to a point, but obviously, no matter what, you got to have some type of team and uh, some type of talent around you to in order to bring in a championship. But once once you're a free agent, and I'm thinking about the same concept of what Von Miller is going through and uh, Fitz compared to Fitzpatrick, the quarterback. And what the New York Jets are doing with them. I mean, it's like once you're free, you're able to do whatever you want. And if the organization is not backing you on a standpoint where Dwayne Wade's situation is happening, you're able to be free and you don't have a concept to judge. If you're Kevin Durant, there's no way in hell Oklahoma City should not have gone after you even more. You know, they had you spent your whole career there. You built Oklahoma City pretty much. Uh, sports atmosphere wise especially for the Thunder he built all of that it, it was Kevin Durant and everyone else came along the way um, I don't understand how you let a guy go like that but you know how much do you realize or do you see that you want to if you're an organization that you want to sacrifice on your end as well don't you want to take care of the guy that has you know made you relevant you look at James Harden's situation he just signed a four year 118 million dollars Taking care of him right now before you go anywhere. Let's talk, you know, let's build what's going on here first. Let's keep you here, and then everything else will take care of itself in the future. Well, I think it all depends. You know, Harden, I don't think really cares. I don't think he really cares about championships. Um, I think Durant, because Harden is, Harden is one of those guys that you're not sure if he's one of the top-tier players or not. And, and opinions change on him almost night to night mm-hmm. in the NBA, um, whether he's really that guy. And he's never really demonstrated to be that guy. Um, from a, a charisma standpoint, marketing standpoint, all of that, I mean, fear the beard, really? <laughs> it, it just isn't happening. Yeah. So for, in my mind, you know, Harden... Harden needs to chase the money because he's not going to, you know, he's got a great shoe contract, but believe me, um, who is it? Is he Reebok? Adidas. Adidas. Adidas would love to get out of that deal with Harden. They would love to get out of that deal. Already? Oh, Harden doesn't have the marketing cachet. Yeah. He doesn't, what, what's his image in the NBA? The beard. Uh, yeah, scoring points into having uh, being a ball hog and dropping buckets, man. I mean, he, he's just known to get points. But but he doesn't he doesn't make anybody better, right? He's certainly not making his team better. He's a great number two or number three guy. He's a great number two or number three. And what we've seen in the NBA is that if you don't have at least three guys, mm-hmm. you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. You can't carry it. I mean. If it wasn't for Stacey Adams stepping up huge in the in the end of the season and playoff, Oklahoma City wasn't going to last long. True. And they clearly didn't have the guys to make it work at the end. I mean, I, I think he saw a lot about, you know, who Westbrook is. And, you know, it's it just he, he finds a way to give the game away in the last few minutes. He's done it consistently. Mm-hmm. So... I think he'd be a great tool to get someplace else, and I think he is going to leave OKC if they don't trade him, which they should. Yeah. You know, I heard a report saying that they believe they can keep him. That's just insane. There's well, no yeah. way. Well, I guess he but, would turn into the modern-day 
almost James Harden like uh, top tier or tier of level of uh, players because I don't think guys I don't think Westbrook can be that that number one guy and lead you to yeah. victories lead you to a championship I, I'm not right now he has to be yeah he he's a good one two three punch for sure they proved that think, when all three were together I don't think Kevin Durant's a one guy exactly I, he may Great tell you that himself Kevin. yeah uh, you know so uh, and that's basically what he said but Nike has so much invested in him right and because of the image that he portrays is you know you got LeBron in the black hat you got Durant in the white hat yeah Durant can't say anything wrong even though he says stupid stuff. Yes. He can't say anything wrong. The public loves Kevin Durant. And it's probably because of the black hat guys like, you know, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. that make him so likable. But he isn't a dynamic personality, and he isn't, he isn't that alpha dog. So he's gone to the perfect position for him where they know that they're going to get a lot of play against you know, Nike's getting a lot of play against the company that they fear most right now, which was Steph Curry's shoe contract. Mm-hmm. They're afraid of that because Steph Curry is the one that everybody's identifying with. Yeah. So this is all about, how many times have I said, follow the dollars, you'll find your answers. <laughs> this is another example. Follow the dollars, you'll find your answers. Why did Durant go there? Mm. But although I will say, you know, clearly the Warriors by bringing in Draymond and and uh, Clay, Steph, uh, Iguodala, when yeah. they brought those guys in, they made the pitch player to player, and that's where that's where you're going to make these changes. Uh, relationships matter. Yes. You know, as as Dwayne Wade said, he's right. Relationships matter. Mm-hmm. It's about people at the end of the day, mm-hmm. and. You know, they made it they made it work. Yeah. With those four guys coming in the door, that's what that's what any athlete will wanna who they will want to talk to, get close with. These are guys I'm about to go to battle with on the court. On Sunday, being out in Scottsdale, I ran into uh Darrell Revis. And yeah. talking about what's going on today in the world. I mean, that guy he's so that, best con- best twenty minute conversation I've had in the past year. Yeah, tell me about it. He was so. I, we're talking about everything that's going on, whether it's the guys' contracts, um, and talking about you know obviously what's going on in society with the race issues. We were we was just talking, man, just kicking back, yeah. talking. But what I really want to focus on is, is about the contracts. And I was like, man, what you did with New England was so phenomenal. Like that decision. Everybody's looking at him like, why would he leave New England? Uh, you know, you, you just won a Super Bowl. You just got your ring. They, this is the team that got you to the ring. Man, they didn't get me to the ring. You know, th- this was a great, great, he was saying, you know, it was a great team, great organization. But, you know, I'm, I helped do my part in this as well. I became great. I wasn't, you know, just a good player when I got to New England. I was good before then, you know, and I'm going to be good yeah. after. And I'm not going to let an organization take my talent. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to yeah. make that pay cut. My my hard earns, and you know, let that run. And I sat back and I'm like, wow, man, that's that's where the athletes are in life now. You know, if they, if they feel like they're a great fit in an the organization, then that's you're right, Kurt. Like it's it's the people that I'm around. You know, obviously right. Tom Brady is going to be the one that's always being taken care of. History plays a lot of you know it plays. Yeah. 
a, a lot of uh, trust in you know everything that you see and do. You see how New England run their their deal in this standpoint, oh. and they don't take care. You know, obviously they have the rumor of, or you know they have the, yeah they have the rumor of they don't take care of no one else but Brady. And you know, yeah. Revis knows he's a smart guy, so I applaud well, him on that. But but at the same time, look at where Tom. Ball in the—I mean, he isn't even top five in quarterbacks being paid, right? So he's made, you know. And for Darrell Rivas, I got no problem with him deciding I'm going to go take the money for the New York Jets. The Patriots realize that they can't hold on to a talent like Rivas. How many one and outs have they had? They've had a bunch, right? Because financially, they have a model that works. And it's because Tom Brady will make the sacrifices and not be the highest paid player on the team, even. So that, to me, I mean, I, I respect Darrell Rivas. Listen, you got your ring. Now you can make it about money. When right. you don't have a ring mm-hmm. and, and you're the ultimate competitor, that's why I think Durant wants to compete. But he wants a ring. He yes. wants a ring, too. Yeah. So I got no problem with, it, with the way either one of them are handling their business. Because Darrell uh, Rivas already has his ring, he can go do whatever he wants. Yeah, and he absolutely, did. absolutely. I mean, me and him literally, we talked on like a personal level. Like he, man, it, it was cool. I that's never, cool. like, honestly, when I walked past him, my brother, the one to point him out, I was like, that's not Rivas. He looks like him, but now going up yeah. to him and talking to him, and man, he was honestly best twenty minute conversation I've I've ever had. I mean. Literally, he was saying, you know, no matter what you do, he'd been out here for, I guess, the past 10 seasons, 10 years, he said. He comes out to Arizona. Um, but yeah. he was talking about whatever you do in life, man, like just put, you know, your personal people first, you know, the pers- you know, ones who really motivate you. Put your motivationals first and anything that you get into. And it was just like, wow, man, you, you're a real homebody type person. You know, you don't let, you're not letting the money get to you. He's never really chased the money. He's just always been... Wow. That you know he he'll take his talents to Tampa, but his talent was is him. You know, he'll yeah. he'll take it to New York. I'll take it to New England. No matter where I'm going, I'm going to perform. Um, yeah, you know, and he keeps a he doesn't go out in social media. I was telling him, I was applauding him on that. You don't do what the Richard Sherman's and you know Patrick Peterson. You don't get into all that. You let your game talk for itself. And yeah, and I think that that's a whole new wave too of. Oh, yeah. How do you handle your, your public image? And um, Revis is one of those guys that doesn't get into trouble. No. You never see him in the headlines. You don't see him making stupid tweets or no. or Instagram pictures and stuff. So you got, I, that's cool that you got an opportunity to talk to him. He, he's, that would be fun to, to have a conversation with him because he's a guy who gets it. Yes. He's not, he's not a mental midget like... Dominique Cromartie, for God's sake. <laughs> um, you know, he, he Revis gets it. He, he does. He understands. He really does. And there's not a lot of guys that do, but uh, he, really he does. definitely does. And you talk about, you know, thinking about that situation, I'm thinking about kind of what Von Miller's going through with John Elway and the contract discussions, the extension or non. They have until the 15th. Um, he has until the 15th to either apply the franchise tag or not. If I'm the Broncos, obviously I want to focus on getting this thing done. John Elway, you have to find a way to get this done. Otherwise, if I'm Von, on Von Miller's side, I'm thinking if he if I don't sign this extension, I'm not going to sign a tag. Why not be a free agent? 
Why not just yep. let me go free he now? He sit out a year. That's the problem. No. He'll have to sit out a year yeah. if he doesn't sign the franchise tag because the offer's out there. They just, the organization can't sign him to a, a long-term contract after Friday. Yes. They can only sign him to what's been tendered, which is the franchise tag for this year, and then he becomes a free agent. Mm-hmm. So, he's. I, but I, what I like about what Vaughn Miller did, is he said, I had to take my my uh, my representation and my agent out of this. I needed to have a face to face conversation with John Elway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I truly appreciate that. So. I mean, you have to. You have to, in this standpoint, you have to make a stand and really get to John and tell him, like, look, man, it's not. And Von Miller told you, said several times, and that obviously all athletes pledge on this, it's not about the money. Yeah. To an extent, yep. it is about the money, but any professional world that you into, you go to work. You have to go to work. And you're doing, you're doing more work than others or, you know, whoever's in your organization. You're just looking around like, man. I'm not being paid for this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Because one day, when my contract ends, I'm going to have to sign a new one, and I'm going to ask for more pay. Obviously, yeah. If I'm well, going to do more, and Von Miller's in that same boat. I don't want to yeah. see the fans, the Bronco fans, try to trash Von Miller and everything that. Oh, he's just chasing the money. I don't want to hear the fans booing him. No, this guy's he's he's played lights out since his rookie yeah. year. He's done with his rookie contract. It's time to sign this guy long term deal. He's won. He brought a yeah. Super Bowl. He he Super Bowl MVP. He, he's out there marketing across, doing his world tour. What what else do you are you not gonna you gotta have to open that checkbook and say hey, pick a number. I'm sorry, like just go ahead. What whatever you want guaranteed, just pick it. Let's let's get this done with because you've done everything I've asked you to do and more. They're gonna get it done. It's, I hope so. They've agreed on the term. They've agreed on the money. It's just they're they're a couple million dollars apart in where to make the guarantees. So I mean, and the thing that's hilarious about this is that you know they're talking about a six year deal. It's a three year deal. That's that's really the reality of it. And I yes. love when contracts come out. It was like RG three. You know, he signs this huge, massive deal. Yeah. And literally, there's only one year guaranteed. So yeah. it. it the rest of it's irrelevant, and that's the only thing that, you know, by the not having guaranteed contracts like the NBA and Major League Baseball, um, that's that's what you struggle against in football. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's funny. Everybody's talking about the franchise tag, and that's a major issue. Mm-hmm. Discipline is a major issue in the NFL, and that the collective bargaining agreement has to be redone because of those. Think about there's 2,000 football players in the NFL. 2,000, including practice squad and regular teams. Okay. Less than 10%. Like, for instance, this year there's nine franchise tags. How many players are impacted by franchise tags, and how important is it to them? Hmm. Oh, that's right, like none. Okay. <laughs> it's not important <laughs> to any of them. So they don't, they're not going to die on some hill because some people are upset about the franchise tag. Right. You talk about the disciplinary action. You know, how many people get into true disciplinary uh, issues? It's the same people over and over, and I would say it's probably 20 guys. Mm-hmm. So 1%, 1% are getting into problems. So this whole disciplinary thing that's become such a paramount thing for the NFL, it's not impacting 99% of the players. Mm-hmm. So they could care less. Mm-hmm. 
So you what they care about? Time off. That yeah. affects them all. Yeah. Less practice time. That affects them all. Less wear and tear on your body. That affects them all. That's why I, I laugh when people go, no, this is going to be major. I go, the hell it is. The vast majority don't care about these issues. Yeah. No, you're right. You're so, right. But I think on their standpoint, where they're coming from, I think they see it as it's kind of intimidating or maybe a disrespect almost standpoint. Like, why am I only, I don't put in this time, put in this year, put in this effort, had great character like a Von Miller, and you bring me a franchise tag? Like, what is this about? Well, it, again, it's, it's, they've got to protect the interests of, it's a business. Yeah, they've got to protect it is a their business. Interests. And I think Von Miller understands that. Yeah. I think he wants to have a better contract. And again, they're going to work this out. Deadlines always do it. Heck, in college, remember when we were doing term papers? Did you do them the second you knew the term paper was was uh, going to be due at the end of the semester? No way. No. No way. None of us did. We waited until three days before the end of the semester and we pounded it out in the library. One day before. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but this is why I laugh about this stuff. I'm going, guys, this is a business. And each of those players' votes counts the same. Mm-hmm. Just because you're a knucklehead and you, you've got disciplinary, you're in Dominican Sioux, and you're pissed off at what's going on with with um, Roger Goodell, right? You, you're one of two thousand, mm-hmm. but your vote is the same. So you don't think the franchise tag hurts the NFL at all? Players, organizations, you're for it. You're you're okay with it. I that. didn't know. I didn't say that. Okay. I didn't say that. I think from a business standpoint, mm-hmm. it's a smart thing to do. I don't think, since it only impacts today again, this year there were nine franchise tags placed out. Nine of 2,000. Nine. Not mm-hmm. even 1% were impacted by a franchise tag. Do I think it's fair or not? Kind of irrelevant. Okay. From a business standpoint, it makes sense. From an employee standpoint, less than 1% are affected by it. Yeah, considerably. I, I mean, coming from the owners, yeah, coming from the owners and GMs, yeah, it's you're one. You're, like so, you said, you're less than one percent NFL right now. So if you're on a roster today, you know you're making the league minimum, say at uh, you know six hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Is Demi Lachey going to vote against franchise tagging and die on that hill because of that? No Hell way. No. no way. You're the workhorse. <laughs> no way. So you're not going to you're not going to threaten your job for for voting harder against a franchise tag. There's just no way. Mm-hmm. You're just not going to do it. You're going to take the stuff that's important to you. Like, what about my long term health? Right. God, I sure like to practice less because that beats <laughs> the crap out of my body. Exactly. That's what you're concerned about. You're not one of the nine players. Exactly. Less than half of one percent are impacted by this. So you're not going to die on a hit for it. Kwame Lester Sports Talk. We got to jump into this last break. After the break, we're going to discuss more uh, on the, on contract issues in in the sports world right now. And also, uh, Kurt's favorite player, favorite guy, Draymond Green, got into some trouble over the weekend. Kwame Lester Sports <laughs> Talk Show. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? 
Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play by play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Can you say hook, line, and porker? We're scratching both the hunting and fishing itch this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trev by embarking on a combination hog hunting and fishing trip. Tune in for expert advice from Hal Schaefer and Greg Zipidelli of Drop Zone, Fire Disc co-creator Griffin Jaggard, and Jeff Thomason of Predator Pursuit for how to limit out on the water, how to bag some feral hogs, and even how to prepare them. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports i'm here the taste of the sweet life i'm here the conversation i'm searching for a song tonight i'm changing all of Hey, welcome back. Welcome back in. Climb the last sports talk show. Jumping in this last segment. Demi Lachey, Kurt Felkeller here on the line. I'm okay with Maroon 5 being played on a Tuesday like this. I was going to say, finally you had some of your music played. I'm, I'm okay with Maroon 5, yeah. That last one, I, I didn't ask for. Olivia Newton-John? That's what they must have been thinking. Kurt must be here. I was proud of it. I, w- I didn't ask for it. I was very <laughs> shocked and proud, though. Um, no, I'm going to tell you from that standpoint. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy Coming in the last segment here On this beautiful Tuesday Before we take Kurt's favorite 47 hour break um, Yeah baby About 47 hours ago uh, Kurt's favorite NBA player Champion <laughs> Former champion Draymond Green all pro NBA second team all pro Draymond Green got into a little Scuffle I guess he got arrested for assault in a nightclub at 2.30 a.m. back in his home in Lansing, Michigan, his college home, I guess, visiting some old friends, some old teammates, maybe Tom Mizzo. I don't know, but he got into it with somebody. He assaulted someone. I guess there's a video of him being arrested. They haven't showed the video yet. TMZ hasn't. You know TMZ, they like to tease us, acting like they don't have footage, but... They're going to throw it out maybe when Draymond get a tech next year, and then you're going to see the video finally shoot. You know they're planning on that. That's 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 how they do things. I like it. I like it from a business yeah. standpoint. I don't like it from for Draymond. You know, he could, I don't know, he could give an organization a million dollars, and all of a sudden they'll show the video, and then next thing you know, he gets suspended or something. So Yeah. Well, you know, here's, here's what we talk about this all the time. Players need to understand who they are, where they are at all times. 
They yes. are not individuals, they are entities. And they put their own business at risk when they get into these altercations. Right. Uh, Draymond has to know he's got a target on his back, both on the floor and not on the floor. Yeah. I mean, if you know that Draymond's got a short fuse and you're looking to exploit that financially, which I'm sure that there'll be a civil suit probably brought up on this by whatever knucklehead got into the altercation with him, because who's going to take who's going to take Draymond Green? Mm-hmm. You're an idiot to even offend him. But idiots aside, Draymond needs to also understand what that means for him and his organization, and he as an entity, not even as an individual. Draymond, you got to be better, man. Mm-hmm. You got to be better. Don't just get up, walk away. Yeah. Walk away. Show your strength, not in your physical stature, but in your mental strength. Walk away. You have to, yeah, you have to be smart in that standpoint. You got to look at, in which we talk about all the time on the show, Brock Osweiler's situation, in which, involving his, what, his wife at the time. And yeah. Obviously, that's even more detrimental than a fan getting on your nerve out at 2.30 a.m. You got to, I don't understand why you're out at 2.30 in the morning in East Lansing. I mean, I get it. You're at home. You you probably feel untouchable on campus. But no matter what, there are idiots out there that's going to try you, especially like yeah. the Draymond Greens of the world, especially when you get the biggest free agent move in the past, what, five years, three years since LeBron's departure or whatever. You, you, you got a lot. Everybody is going to test you. Everybody, yeah. they see the way you carry yourself on the court and the moves that you pull, Draymond. You're just one of those, you're the bad guy player and you're okay with it. Well, now you have to be smarter in society because people are going to try you. People are going to, they're going to mess with you a little bit. You you got yeah. the number one team uh, shown in the NBA, in basketball, across the, across the world. You just got selected to the USA basketball team. I mean, that could affect that standpoint. From a personal level, that's huge for for Draymond Green type talent. This is you know playing playing for a gold medal. I never thought I would ever see him <laughs> on a U.S. team like that. But this is your moment. Go get it. But you can't let this these little distractions get to you. Yep. I you, just it's hard to imagine why he would want. Well, again, it's. I'm surprised. I was about to say you don't you don't seem too surprised though you don't seem too surprised that Draymond pulled this. Well, I'm surprised that he hasn't been smart enough to now get somebody. Uh, I mean, he's easy pickings. Mm-hmm. I could go up to Draymond and get him agitated and make him create assault so I can sue him, and you know they're going to give me one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to walk away yeah. or more. Yeah, because that's what it's going to cost him, and so it, it's Draymond again. I don't know who these guys are getting their advice from or, or who they're surrounding themselves from. I mean, you look at, like, Johnny Manziel, who's just a train wreck, and he surrounded himself with nothing but train wrecks. Right. You know, and, and Draymond, I, you know, Draymond's a smart guy. That's the thing about him. I mean, again, I, he's not my favorite guy, as you know, mm-hmm. but he's a smart guy, and I just wish he'd, he's got to mature and he's got to realize Quit thinking you're an individual. You are an entity. Yeah. First, when that no. news first came out, I literally said, "Oh no!" It just, <laughs> oh, no. you done pissed. You done made Kurt smile today. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was like a "I told you so" moment. 
Yep. Yep. And it didn't take long, did it? No. And after after I had I had given him kudos, I had given him kudos mm-hmm. near the end of the season. You as did. As much as I hated it, <laughs> I was giving him kudos. You did. But you're right. It was a, yep, how do you like me now moment. I, I, I told you so. And it was just like, man, Drake, why now? <laughs> you, three years ago, <laughs> I, no one would have cared. Three years ago, no one would have even... Yeah, I mean, I get it. You get assaulted. I don't even know what really happened. Who, who could have? If you're provoking that professional athlete, I think that's a weak coward move anyway to get a bill. But I, I get Absolutely. it. Absolutely, it, it's, it's a weak move. But for Draymond to do this right now, at his honestly, he's at a pretty high peak of his career right now because yeah, no one's seen this, this this green. Yeah, you you you're up there. You're top five names in discussion in the NBA. Period. That's that's yeah. incredible. Arguably top five names, and everyone was waiting. Everyone is always waiting for Draymond to do something, and he's yes. done. Yes, and and so he's got to recognize that. And no, Draymond, it's not your fault. But but honestly, the world is not fair. Mm-hmm. People will prey on your your inability to control yourself. People are going to prey on that, yeah. both on the court and off the court. And you've got to understand, where much is given, much is expected. You've right. got to step up. Step up to who you are and what you are now. Quit sitting back and saying, yeah, well, you know, I'm the hard worker from Michigan State, and, you know, I was disrespected in the draft. Enough already. Yeah. You're an all-star, for God's sake. You're on the Olympic team. Yeah. Even... Yeah, he... Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well... I feel like I'm the I'm the old guy every time we get into this because I'm constantly ripping on these guys. Going, you need better support structure around you, right? And somebody needs to sit these guys down and have this conversation. You've got to be ultra aware that everybody's after you. He's got a freaking target. He does, oh, and it's, it's just going to get even. It's going to get even worse. I mean, oh, he, yeah. he's put this on himself now. Now, Draymond ain't no quiet little, he's not a quiet mouse. He, he'll put it yeah. out there. So he, he put this on himself, but I I thought he was controlling it really well. Never, you know, it was, he's, he doesn't get in trouble off the court. Yeah, he did yeah. some things on the court that may have suspended him for one game. But his character outside the court, I mean, he's a, he seemed like a great dude to, to be around. But then you have to have carry this this flaw with you now. Now, when you go back into contract negotiations down the road, they're going to be like, well, Draymond, don't you remember, hey, we had to, you know, help you out here during this situation. Now, that puts your stink. He's going to carry this now for the rest of his career. Well, and and he's exactly right, and he's earned it. Yeah. He's earned it. I mean, heck, LeBron took advantage of him. He knew how to to get Draymond Green. I mean, is what Draymond Green did, is it, does it deserve a suspension? Heck no. Right. Heck no. You know who should have been suspended was LeBron. <laughs> yes. But LeBron knew how to pull out the stupidity of Draymond by stepping over him. said, that's, that's such a major insult. And that's exactly, you want to insult somebody? Mm-hmm. Step over him when you've got, you know, 15,000 square feet. You could go elsewhere mm-hmm. to get around him. And you choose to step over him to show your dominance and superiority. LeBron knew exactly what he was doing. Exactly. And Draymond fell for it. He did. And just as he did, I'm sure, in this altercation. I'm positive Draymond was just trying to, probably, probably the place just having an after, 
after evening meal, you know how we have a late night and we want to go to Denny's or something? Oh, yeah. For a little, you know, pancakes and stuff. <laughs> We're all foolish that way. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, well, IHOP's really my, my choice. Okay. But, yeah. But, still still um, normal. <laughs> yeah. So this is how... This is how people are going to look at him. They're going to go, wow, I can, I can trigger him at any time. And Draymond, you're being played, dude. You're being played a, every single yeah. time. It's too easy. By a fan. And reportedly, it's a Michigan fan. In, in East Lansing, I don't know if there's any Michigan fans that resolve around that East Lansing area. I'm going to tell you that now. It could have been a Michigan State guy acting as if he was a Michigan. Regardless, you fell for it, Draymond. At 2.30 yep. in the morning. That's a it bad is, That's we, a bad sign. Nothing good happens after 12 o'clock. Nothing. Yeah. Except for, okay. okay. Well, yeah. But that's, that <laughs> is hop. the thing. Why did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have regret. <laughs> The only good thing that happens is you have regret. So I'm still going to stand by nothing good happens. <laughs> You're right. A <laughs> couple minutes here before break. I know off the, off the record here a little bit we were discussing Serena Williams. And uh, I know you had you wanted to say something. Or on Jordan Spieth pulling out. Of, first of all, Jordan Spieth pulling out the Olympics. I don't blame him. Yep. I, I do not blame uh, McElroy. I know he came out a couple months ago saying he wasn't participating. Uh, you have yeah. a bigger name in Spieth now, and open the spot up for another guy, right? Yeah, Matt Kuchar's got to be got to be sending uh, Jordan Spieth a Christmas card because oh, there's yeah. no way he's ever going to get on the Olympic team, you know, without Jordan Spieth dropping out. He's sending him now, a birthday Bubba card, Watson Christmas card for for life. Oh yeah, yeah. So he's got an opportunity. I mean, Matt Kuchar could win this thing. You just never know. These guys are all yeah. so good. Yeah. That you just never know. So, okay. It's uh, and then Serena. I don't know how you can't make the argument that she's not the greatest female tennis player, or maybe tennis player of all time, based on her win. Uh, and I think she won the doubles too with her sister. Yeah. So, you know, how do you how do you not? And again, I talked about this last week. I think people struggle with an absolute beast on the court, the grunting, the, the just physical outplaying and intimidation that Serena gives, and she is the coolest chick on the earth. <laughs> when she, she just talks, I mean, she's so gracious. Mm-hmm. She's so humble, and you just see her, and I think people are struggling with that, and I think that they must think, because she gets no respect, must think she's fake. Yeah. Not only is she, is she not feeling the respect, or not only does she not get it, but she's she's talking on women on on sports. Period. She's saying women don't get the same respect as men do uh, throughout any sport, and I think that's kind of her putting a little shade on basically talking about her and yeah. saying you know what she she came out in the media the other day and said you know why am I just a women's champion? Why can't I be the best tennis player in the world? Why do I have to be the best women's tennis player in the world? And I'm like, yep. mm, that, you may have some, you may have something there. But fortunately, we got to get out of here. We are out of time. We got to take this 47 hour break, in which <laughs> Kurt like to represent. Appreciate you calling in, and uh, appreciate everyone tuning in. We will be back here on Thursday. Thank you for tuning in to the Kwame Lester Sports Talk Show. Demi Lachey, Kurt Fellkeller. We out. 
for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Ah!